Hello and welcome to Pregnancy Help Podcast. My name is Christine Grimmett and I'm with Heartbeat International. And today I have Nikki Schaefer with Heart of a Child Ministries joining me. So Nikki, I'm so glad to have you joining us today and sharing your experience in this pro-life ministry. I am so blessed to be here. and Thank you so much. Oh, wonderful. Can you tell me first about just the general mission briefly? What is the sort of the mission statement of Heart of a Child Ministries? Our mission is to share with people the truth about who they are as children of God through scripture and through ultrasound. We do this through bringing ultrasound education into the community, meaning we bring live ultrasounds into schools, into churches. This has been done in both Catholic, Christian, and public schools, into youth groups, We share in the Christian and Catholic settings who we are as children of God, both physically by showing them the live ultrasound, by showing them the heartbeat of that baby, by showing the miracle of who we are physically. And we also share it with others spiritually by sharing scripture, like we are knitted in our mother's room. We are set apart by God before we are born. We are made with plans to prosper us and give us a hope and a future. And our belief is that if people truly understand who they are and who all of us are as children of God, it will change our culture. It will change this issue of abortion. And we just won't have them. (laughs) If people know who they are and who we all are, people will choose life. And that is our goal. That's awesome. Great statement there. I'm excited to learn more about these trainings that you do and these presentations in schools and for your community, but let's back up a little bit. And can you just tell me the origin story of Heart of a Child Ministries? How did this all come about? And I know your family is very involved too. Absolutely. So, you know, people may think it's called Heart of a Child Ministries because we show people the heart of the child through ultrasound. But that's absolutely not the case. In fact, before we started bringing ultrasounds into the community, we simply had something called the Pro-Life Prayer Pillow. And this was started and inspired through the prayer and through the heart of my daughter, Grace, when she was just seven years old. And so this ministry came through the heart of a child in prayer, and therefore it developed its name and leave it up to God to know that we would be actually showing the physical heart of the child later. He knew that. And that's why I think that that name, Heart of a Child Ministries, kept coming on my heart. But I would like to share the story if I can, Christine. Yeah. Um, so just to give you guys background, first of all, I have six children. I am blessed to have six children. Before having six children, I was a pro-life pregnancy counselor at Catholic Services, and at Birthright in St. Louis. So I have a master's degree in social work and art therapy. I was a pro-life pregnancy counselor and worked with abortion-minded women for a number of years. I did um, art therapy groups in maternity homes for teens and parenting groups. And I was just really blessed to be working on the front lines like many of you out there. And then after I had my third child, I just absolutely knew that God was asking me to hang up my hat in this area and to be pro-life at home full time. And so that is what I did. But this issue has always been very, very important to our family. 
So we were at a holy hour for life at our church on the anniversary of Roe versus Wade in 2012. And a holy hour for life is when the community of believers spends an hour in prayer praying for a specific thing. So we as a family with members of our parish were praying for an end to abortion and praying that people just understand the gift of the child. And after that holy hour, my seven-year-old daughter, Grace, looked sad. And I said to Grace, Grace, what's, what's wrong? And she just looked at me and she said, Mommy, I just, I don't understand why anybody would do this to a precious baby. She said, Mom, those maybe babies may be small, but they are people too. And I just got right down, right in front of her precious little face. And I just said, you are right. They are always people and they're gifts from God. And I said, I know this is so hard to understand. I said, I used to talk to those women. And I said, many of those women, they're not doing this to be mean. Many of them are just poor And they're afraid that they might not have the money that they need to buy diapers and things like that. So we're called to help them. And she got really excited. And she said, well, mommy, I want to help. She said, I want to make something and sell it. And I want to give the money back to the mommies so they do not have to do abortions. And I asked her very specifically what she wanted to make. And very clearly, she said, mommy, I know what I want to do. She said, I want to sew a cross And I want to stuff that cross. And on the cross, I want to put a baby because those babies are suffering like Jesus suffered on the cross. And then she said, and on that baby, I want to put a heart with rays of light coming from that baby. And then when she said that, the Lord gave me an image on my heart of her when I would check on her at night. I got this image of her. She would be, anytime I would check on her, she'd be holding a pillow in one hand and her rosary in the other. Our background is Catholic. This ministry is for everyone, but that is how my daughter at seven-year-old prayed. And so I knew that that rosary and a prayer was meant to be incorporated with this pillow and that that stuffed cross was meant to be a pillow. And if you go on our website, you can see these pillows. They are on there. They are prayer pillows. And so right away, I knew that we were supposed to be doing this as a family because this came through a little child inspired at a holy hour for life to do this. And I also knew that we were supposed to do this because at the beginning of the holy hour, when I started praying, I heard in my heart very strongly, I want you to do something in the community again for pro-life. So at the beginning of the holy hour, I simply lifted up the prayer to God. God, if you want my family or I to do something again for pro-life, just tell me what it is. And my daughter immediately came out with this idea for the pro-life prayer pillow. So the next day we began designing these, sewing these. You can go on our website. You could see what these look like. Every single pillow has a pocket for either a rosary or a prayer card. These are Christian prayer pillows for everyone meant to spread prayer to end abortion. Each pillow is $40 for life. And through the sale of these pillows, over $40,000 have been donated to um, local pregnancy centers in our area to help support women to buy diapers and baby items that they might need. And so that is how this ministry got started was through this little girl. And then what happened, how we got in the schools was, um, and, and let me let me back up for a minute, minute. So leave it up to God to 
you know, our family homeschools and we had a seamstress in our house at the time. And I didn't know how to sew. I'm a trained artist, but that's one thing I didn't know how to do. And so I went to our seamstress and I told her what happened and she began to cry. And she said to me, you know, I had an abortion when I was 16. And when I healed from that abortion, the picture that you went on on that pillow is the exact image that God showed me when I healed from the abortion. If you look on our website again, one of our pillows has the Blessed Mother holding a baby in the palm of her hand. And that's the exact image that my seamstress too received in prayer when she was healing from her abortion, seeing Mary holding her baby in the palm of her hand. And so this was such a God thing through and through. So our seamstress began to teach our family how to sew. We sew, we learned how to sew these pillows. A friend of mine hosted us at a pro-life booth. We sold these pillows at a booth. We sold all of them. A professional seamstress came up to us at that time and said, the Holy Spirit is asking me to sew these for you guys. She is now our head seamstress. She's sewn over 1,500 pillows. Um, Since then, the community has donated fabric. We have other seamstresses. Um, People have gotten involved in a variety of ways. And at one booth that we had, I was next to another woman and she asked me about the pillows and I told her the story. And she said, you know, I'm really involved in one of the school districts here. Would you and your daughters consider coming and sharing the story of the pro-life prayer pillow with my middle school students? Because I just feel like this would be a really good way to introduce the topic of abortion to middle schoolers. And we said, absolutely. So we went to the middle schoolers. We shared the story of the pro-life prayer pillow. We got the kids involved in helping to make them, to cut for them. And from there, this school presentation ministry was born. We were then invited to go down to St. Louis, which is where I'm initially from, to give this presentation. And my friend, Anne-Marie Bowen, who is the director of Nebraskans United for Life, contacted me. And she said, Nikki, I don't know why, but I keep getting in prayer that I'm supposed to send you and your family down to St. Louis on our ultrasound RV. I'm not sure why, but I just keep hearing this very loudly in prayer. So we went down to St. Louis on the ultrasound RV and light bulb goes off of my head. I am going to give a pro-life presentation and I have an ultrasound. I'm going to see if I can find an ultrasound sonographer and a pregnant volunteer. And we're just going to show these kids a live ultrasound. We're going to integrate this into the presentation. Sure enough, that was able to happen. And the live ultrasound presentations started. And from there, we have developed four different ultrasound presentations. Grade school, which is for kids K through four. One for kids four through six one for kids seven through eight, which is middle school, and then high school and beyond. Wow, that's really, that's a great story. Um, Maybe take me through, uh, we can start with grades to school. What does that look like for the younger children? And how do you present this to them? And how do you talk about abortion to a group that age? 
So we do not talk about abortion at all until we get to seventh and eighth grade. So our um, grade school presentations are called celebration of life presentations. And that is truly what they are. I bring out my guitar. I sing songs with the kids about life. We have them do hand motions. I don't know if anybody's heard the song. If I were a butterfly, I thank you Lord, for giving me wings. So we just sing fun songs, get them going. And then we talk about scripture with the young kids like what does it mean to be created in God's image and we we talk about with the kids and we and it's awesome and we love it like we say you know what did God do in seven days well they created he created the world that's right so do people create beautiful things as well yes so what are those things and of course they raise their hand you know buildings clothes yes so we are created in God's image we are meant to create things that are good as well, right? So we talk about scripture with these beautiful young children. We get them excited about who they are as children of God. We make sure that they know that God has a great plan for you, plans to prosper you. They get super excited about that. And then we um, say to them, we, we put a word up that says, God loves me. And the kids read that out loud. And I invite them, I say, Focus on the period at the end of the sentence. So they focus on that period. And this is all up on a big screen. And I say, do you guys know that your heart started to beat when you were just the size of that period at the end of the sentence? And they're like, whoa. So we continue to give them fun fetal facts is what we call it. Do you know you were a gymnast in the womb that you could flip and have fun in there? So we just get them excited about who they are as as children of God, as children in the womb. And then we show them a live ultrasound where they can actually see the baby move. They can hear that heartbeat. Um, After that, we give them these 10-week little fetal models and they can choose a piece of material and wrap those babies in material and wrap them with a their choice of scripture. We have a scripture tag that goes with it. They get a heart-shaped lollipop with that as well. And they get a bookmark that has that scripture on it that we shared with them. So that is what we do with the young kids. And they love it. I love that. That sounds great. And it is so important just to focus on who you are, because even at that age, you you need to understand that. And uh, things become more clear as you grow into an adult if you start from there. So now moving on to high school, that can be a real challenge age um, without bringing controversy, because I would imagine that it's a struggle also to get into high schools as opposed to bringing a presentation like that to uh, younger students. So can you tell me a little bit about that? So um, high, our high school presentations are obviously very different. And then I also would like to share what we do with middle school, but high school presentations. So we um, show the ultrasound and we obviously can go into the fetal development a little bit more with these kids and the science Um, of the unborn child. We have people who give testimonials on the high school level, and we give um, high schools options as to who that they want to come in. So we have a variety of people who have very powerful pro-life testimonials. For example, we have someone who's very similar to Abby Johnson, who used to work in the abortion industry. She was an atheist, and she had a conversion by seeing a second trimester abortion on ultrasound. She has a very powerful conversion story. She shares that with the kids and shares her experience working inside the abortion industry. We also have a person who's very involved on the front lines working with women, has many stories. She also administers the abortion reversal pill to women. 
and she shares stories about that as well. We have women who have abort who've had abortions who share their stories. We always always share the adoption and a testimonial about adoption because I think it's super important that kids hear what that other option is that many people do not choose. For example, in in Nebraska, the statistics are there's 37 families that are waiting to adopt and only one infant available for those 37 families because they are being aborted. And so we feel like it's so important that people hear the beauty of adoption. So we have women who were the birth moms and chose adoption. We also have people that were the adoptive parents and chose adoption and share their testimonials with the high school kids. We also offer abstinence speakers as well. So we just give them the full gamut. And we really take time with these high school kids. We encourage a two-day presentation at high schools where the first day we come in and, and focus on the ultrasound. And the second day we focus on the testimonials so that this can really sink in more deeply with the kids. And we've just found a lot of fruit with that. Yeah, we have um, a lot of centers that they'll have somebody on staff who will go into the the local high schools and middle schools and um, give talks to, and sometimes that's just to promote what the pregnancy center does or to give a sexual risk avoidance talk. I know the trouble is getting your foot in the door in some of those places because it's just not always welcome. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what are some tips that you might have on building those relationships, uh, just how to keep those relationships going throughout the years? Mm-hmm. What we have found, obviously, the more we do this locally, more and more people in schools know about what we're doing. And so they're more open then, of course, to, well, if this school did it, then maybe we should too, right? So word of mouth is always very, very powerful. I think what we do that is extremely important is that we work with every single school based on where they are personally at with this issue. Um, As you know, some schools and the administration is very pro-life and they're going to be very open to every piece of what we do. Other schools, maybe they're just ready for the science-based portion of the ultrasound. And so that's what we do. For example, we've gone into biology classes, anatomy classes, and we've just simply show the ultrasound and talk about the development of the preborn person. That's our first step. I really believe on working with each school and partnering with them on where they're at. And then maybe the next year, we'll go a little bit further and a little bit further. And with the public schools, obviously, we can't talk about scripture. We can't talk about who we are as children of God. We have partnered with the public school based on their curriculum. Now, the teachers that I've worked with in the public schools are Christian and they believe in what we are doing, but they have to incorporate it into their public school curriculum. So we've always had to get what we're doing approved. They've all shared with me, for example, their child development curriculum or their biology curriculum. Then we have to write up what we're doing in a way that fits in with their curriculum They have to get it approved then by the administration. And then we go in again, science-based ultrasound. But that in itself has been so powerful for the kids to see. And, And I think now's a good time just to even share what a high school student said, just simply by seeing the ultrasound. He said the part that really got to me was the heartbeat. 
not even hearing it, but seeing it. You can literally see the baby's heart pounding out of its chest. My jaw dropped and I couldn't look away. It was awesome. That's great. Yeah, the the heartbeat and seeing the the baby move or even just seeing pictures is such a powerful image. Um, and that's something that I think will last with those students even after as they continue to grow and maybe get challenged on this issue more often is going back to that and realizing the truth of life and how it begins. So that's such a cool way to get into different types of schools and organizations to where you can present this information. I think I saw that you do adult presentations too. And I guess I could see this maybe for a church, Mm -hmm. just showing, you know, churches can say we are pro-life, but it's, um, you have to make sure you're saying why we're pro-life and explaining and teaching your parish or your church as well. So how does that work? How are the presentations different or what types of groups do you present to in the adult format? So what we've done so far for parishes that want more of a general approach, once again, we've done a fam- like a fr- family-friendly ultrasound presentation where it really is can be for all ages from 5 to 95. We present scripture, who we are as children of God, created in his image, made with a purpose and a plan. So we explore that in a general sense, and then we show the ultrasounds. Now, when I've done presentations more specific for adults, it's been more sharing like a mom's group, sharing the gift of the child more from a spiritual perspective, sharing maybe how this ministry started and how God leads us in our lives, that type of a thing. What we are noticing, however, though, and you mentioned this, that sometimes in schools, it's hard to get into. We have had some pushback from adults. So the more we do this, I think more and more schools and communities are inviting us in who maybe have a mixed population. They might have, even though they may be a Catholic or a Christian school, as we all know, not everyone in a Catholic or a Christian school is pro-life. Um, we know that it is divided. And so I think initially when we started doing this, Christine, we were invited in by the very pro-life schools. And now as more and people know about it, we are being invited in by those schools where they do have a mixed population. And then what we've experienced in some of these schools are the adults saying, I, you know, we don't want them to come in and here's why. And it's because they are pro-abortion. So what we are doing and what pastors and churches and principals are having us do is do a parent presentation first for all of the parents so all of the parents can see what our approach is. What we are finding is that some of the parents are concerned, are we showing dead baby pictures? How are we approaching this issue? And I think that that fear is there because that is how some people have approached it in the past and how some people still do approach it. We are not that way at all. We are, again, we are called celebration of life. That is our focus. So when parents see that our focus is about life, it's about scripture, it's about the gift of life, it's about who the preborn child is, it's about those beautiful options that are out there like adoption, then they are open, more open to us. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah. Because I know we've seen, uh, we've all seen both sides of that where sometimes it feels like a scare tactic and we don't want to 
work that way, that's not changing hearts. And so I think uh, you're right on track there with just showing the truth and showing the beauty of life in all stages. We talked earlier um, about partnering with pregnancy help organizations in your area. You mentioned that the pillows go for fundraisers to help women in need, but I know you had talked about some other ways that your presentations then inspired projects for the school children or for churches or other organizations to help these pregnancy centers out. Can you talk a little bit about what that looks like and some ways that you've seen these presentations spiral into bigger projects that end up helping other pregnancy help organizations? Yeah. So at all of our presentations, we encourage three things and we want to impart three things upon the kids, particularly when we go into the middle schools and and the high schools, that the difference maker in this issue are three things, prayer, action, and speaking the truth, right? So we try to promote those three things. Action, what does that look like? We encourage all those kids to be involved in an action. So when we work with the schools, we say you guys can do a bottle drive, if you like, where the kids take home a bottle and they fill it with extra change or whatever it is that your family wants to give. You bring it back on the day of the presentation. You could choose a pregnancy resource center of your choice and that money will be given to them. Or we encourage diaper drives where they bring in diapers. We encourage clothing drives. Oftentimes, we will take turns with the pregnancy center's here. I might particularly reach out to the director that I know at one of the pregnancy centers and say, you're up. What are your needs? Do you guys need diapers? Do you guys need wipes? Do you need size three clothing? What do you need? They'll let me know what they need. I'll let the school know. And that's the type of baby shower that they'll do for that organization. So it's through us coming in that that action is promoted, that those kids can feel like they can make a difference in that area. And then that the pregnancy resource centers and ultimately those women directly are supported. And again, all of this comes from that mission that my daughter received in prayer. And and I just want to impart that again. This came through a little child in prayer. And her mission and desire was to raise money to help women so that they would feel supported and choose life. That is the underpinnings of what we do. That will always be there. First and foremost, prayer is the underpinning. Mm -hmm. We all have to be in prayer when we're doing this work, right? We have to allow Jesus to equip us in doing this work. That is the deepest root of this ministry and what we do. Secondly, the deepest root is we want to help women and we want to turn this issue around. And so that's always what we do when we go into the schools and we partner with those pregnancy resource centers and help those kids get involved and know that they can make a difference just like my daughter Grace at age seven. And thirdly, the reason why Grace was able to receive this, right, is because she has that heart of a child that Jesus talks about, that we all must turn around and become like little children again to enter into the kingdom. Children have this amazing ability to hear the voice of God. That's why they are such gifts. And that's why our mission is to share with the world the gift of the child and who we all are as children of God. And we want to equip other pregnancy centers also in being able to do this educational work as well, if they're interested. 
Yeah, that's beautiful. So we were talking about this earlier too. You guys are out in Nebraska, so um, you have built up your network there and that's awesome. It sounds like you continue to grow, but you do some traveling as well. So people can hire you to come out or somebody on your team to come out and do that presentation. And there's more information on that on your website. But then also, what if somebody is listening and thinking, I would like to do something like that. Like I have maybe five schools in mind already that I would like to get involved. And, you know, I have a sonographer here. I have somebody who's a great public speaker who could give a presentation. How could you partner with them and they could partner with you and make that happen in their area? Absolutely. We just so believe in the power of this ultrasound education. And so we want to equip others if they know that they can really start actively going out in their communities today and doing the same type of work that we are doing. We would like to equip those organizations in becoming an affiliate of ours so that we don't have to be traveling to your state you know, every month type of thing, if you're getting to that place. So step number one would be to, if you have a couple schools in mind that you feel would be open to our presentations right off the bat, we would invite you to reach out to those schools and help them to set up presentations with us. Again, our website is www.heartofachildministries.org. We would then schedule those presentations with those schools and we would come down and present them. So preferably you um, set up a presentation at a high school and at a grade school and middle school so you could see all of our presentations. We would invite people from your pregnancy center to come to those presentations and see them, particularly an ultrasound tech, a director. At that point, if you had the people on staff then to bring these forward and we would assess that with you and you had the means to do that, then we would move forward in training you and giving the slides that we utilize in training you on how this works and how it's been successful for us and then move forward on um, making you an affiliate. Very cool. Yeah, I can see this just spreading even further. So like you said, heartofachildministries.org is your website. Nikki, it's been a pleasure to speak with you. Do you have any final thoughts or maybe some things that you didn't get to share previously? You know, I think I think it's important that people hear some, just a couple of the testimonials from kids because sure. as pregnancy resource centers know, ultrasound is an absolute game changer. When a woman who is an abortion-minded woman sees her baby on ultrasound, almost 85% of women choose life. Ultrasound, there's power in ultrasound, there's power in hearing that heartbeat. And I want to share some of the stories that we have from kids and parents who have seen our presentation and how it has been life-changing for them. We had a, a high schooler who came up to us after one of our presentations and he said, you know, I used to be pro-choice. I did not know that that was a full baby. But that is a baby, and that changes everything for me. Seeing the ultrasound changed that young man's heart. We had another young man in high school who came up to us because his mom was going to opt him out of the presentation. And at the last minute, she decided to send him. And he came up to us and he said, my mom is pro-choice. She was going to opt me out of the presentation, but sent me at the last minute. After seeing this presentation, I know how wrong abortion is. It is so wrong. 
And now I have to pray about how to talk to my mom about it. So they, that young man was going to go home and witness to his mom that that is exactly what we want. Here is a middle schooler who says, seeing the live ultrasound made me want to cry. It is so undoubtedly amazing how something only 17 weeks old is circulating its own blood, has working organs, and continuously moves around. Hearing the baby's heartbeat is the most amazing thing. It showed me that it is more than just a lump of tissues and cells. It is a baby and it is fully alive. This is a game changer, folks. What we are doing is preventative work by showing people, by showing children that this is a baby, that child will go out and maybe choose abstinence because they know the results, right? That's a baby. That child will go out and encourage their friend who comes up to them and says, I'm pregnant. I want to have an abortion. They'll say, no, that's a life. I saw the heartbeat. Let's choose something different. Those children are going to go out and be pro-life warriors because they've seen it and because they know it. Also, I want to share with you the power of the adoption testimonial. We have a woman that comes and shares her story about choosing adoption for her child, even though she was encouraged to abort. At one of our presentations, we had an eighth grader walk up to her afterwards and say, I thank you so much for your testimonial because I was adopted and now I know how much my birth mom loved me. She didn't know that before. I think there was always that doubt. But Lydia, our speaker, shares so effectively how much she loved and loves her baby that that's exactly what that child needed to hear. Another adoption testimonial is that we had a boy, seventh grader, We always do adoption testimonials in our middle school presentations. Seventh grader went home to his mom. His mom was adopted and she had always talked about finding her birth mom, but never had the courage to do it. He went home. He shared what he heard at our presentation and that gave her the courage to reach out. She found her birth mom and she emailed me and told me that she was getting ready to have breakfast with her that morning. So This goes further than the kids. As you can see, they're coming home and they're witnessing to their parents. And then it's changing parents' hearts. And then in regards to the parent, we always open our presentations to parents and we encourage them to attend. Here's what a parent said at our last presentation. She said, I thought the presentations were amazing. I attended both the fourth and the seventh grade presentations. The content was very age appropriate and allowed me to have a great age appropriate conversation with both of my girls who attended. It's a great way to teach pro-life without actually saying it out loud. The live ultrasounds were so impactful and allowed the kids to realize the reality of looking at a baby in the mother's womb. It was amazing. So what the mom is saying here is that she wasn't necessarily comfortable with talking about this with her kids, but then this broke open the conversation. She was a part of the presentation with both her fourth grade and her seventh grade daughters. And then that broke open the conversation in her family. That's what we want. So we bring this forth in a way, like we said, it's not about death. 
It's not about fear. It's about the beautiful aspects of life, who we all are as children of God, the beautiful aspects of choosing adoption, the beautiful aspects of who we are in the womb. And that makes it feel safe for parents to talk about it. And so it breaks open conversations. We had another situation with a parent where she actually opted her child out of the presentation, but decided to stay and decided to sit in and listen to our presentation quietly. In the middle of our presentation, she walked out and pulled her son back in. So God is good. And we are seeing the effect on kids and on adults. Praise God. I think um, you can attest to this too from your work in centers and maternity homes that you see all these miracles in those buildings. You see the ultrasounds happening and you see the the women who choose life. And and so this is a way to bring that message and bring that similar experience out into the world, bring it straight to people. So what a great ministry. Nikki, it really was just a joy and a pleasure to have you here with us today. If anybody wants to find any more information about Heart of a Child Ministries, they can go to heartofachildministries.org. So I'm very grateful for your time today and your heart for this mission and just giving up so much of your time. I'm sure just as a mom of six, that keeps you busy enough. But on top of that, you're able to bring the whole family in on this mission. So that's a beautiful thing. I want to thank our listeners today for tuning in and hope you all have a very blessed day. Thank you so much for having me. God bless you all. Thanks for listening to this episode of Pregnancy Help Podcast. To subscribe to future episodes, access resources related to today's session, or listen to previous episodes, visit www.heartbeatinternational.org slash podcast. Thanks for tuning in.